Let's talk about some injury news and updates. Number one on my list is Tyrese Halliburton. Halliburton unfortunately suffered a hamstring strain yesterday against Boston. It was towards the end of the second quarter. And at first, it looked pretty serious just given how the optics were. Halliburton looked pretty dejected. He had a towel over his head and needed assistance off of the court. Fortunately, after an MRI, it seems as though the injury is not as bad as initially feared. It's a grade one hamstring strain, which should keep him out for about two weeks minimum. He'll be reevaluated at that point, And if he shows enough, then he may come back to the court around then. My guess is because it's a hamstring and given his significance to the team, they'll probably slow play his recovery. This is obviously a big blow to the Pacers, but it's also a big blow to the NBA. Halliburton's been one of the best players this year, and he's pretty much the main reason why the Pacers are number one in scoring, assists, and field goal percentage. And they're also top five in three-point makes and three-point percentage, and also blocks. So he's definitely made this team a lot better, and he leaves some big shoes behind to fill. As far as waiver wire ads while he's out, TJ McConnell is pretty much a must-pickup. Surprisingly, Andrew Nembhard started for him in the second half yesterday, but he got into some foul trouble and really wasn't able to stay on the court. I still think McConnell's probably the better pickup of the two. Nembhard's more of a pickup in deeper leagues if you really need a point guard, but I think he's more of a wait-and-see player. McConnell should pick up a lot of the slack, especially with ball handling, and Halliburton leaves behind a lot of stats that need to be filled in. Up until now, he's averaged a staggering 24 points per game, around 4 rebounds per game, and nearly 13 assists per game. He's also getting 1 steal and 0.7 blocks per game, so you can expect Ben Matherin, Bruce Brown, and even Buddy Heald to see an uptick in their work. Next on my list is John Moran. After missing the first 25 games due to suspension, Morant finally made his debut. Unfortunately, it only lasted nine games. He suffered a torn labrum in his right shoulder and is set to miss the entire season. In his absence, we've kind of seen what this has been like. It's not very pretty. I think Desmond Bain, Marcus Smart, and Jaron Jackson are pretty much going to get all the minutes they can handle, but this is starting to look like a lost season for the Grizzlies. They're already down Steven Adams, who they lost to season-ending knee surgery. Brandon Clark has yet to come back from his Achilles, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them either move or acquire a player or two before the trade deadline. Desmond Bain has already been forced to improve his playmaking skills because of Morant's absence over the last two years, and I think that's only going to continue this year. And while Morant can't be replaced by any one person, I do think the Grizzlies are going to try to salvage the rest of this season. Whether or not that works remains to be seen, but this is going to be an interesting situation to see play out. Last on my list is Chris Paul. Paul unfortunately fractured his left hand against the Pistons last Friday, and he's set to be out for at least four to six weeks. He'll be reevaluated in three weeks, so there's a chance he comes back earlier, but given his extensive injury history, particularly with hands, I would imagine they're going to slow play him. Paul has still surprisingly cracked the top 100 this year. He's averaged around 1.3 pointers per game, around 9 points, 4 rebounds, 7 assists, and around 1 steal per game. So he's been pretty productive. The Warriors will miss his playmaking ability, and I think it'll take a couple folks to pick up the slack in his absence. The biggest beneficiary should be rookie Brandon Pajemski. In 11 starts this year, he's averaged around 9 points and 7 assists, so he should get close to 30 minutes a night. He's only rostered in 51% of leagues, so if he is somehow available in yours and you need a guard, I would definitely give him a look. I also think Draymond Green's return could not have come at a better time. He's shown that he can handle the ball and run the offense, so he'll probably absorb a good chunk of the duties Paul leaves behind as well. There should also be some extra minutes available for both Corey Joseph and Moses Moody, so if you're in a deeper league, you can give them a look. They're both probably best utilized as streamers, but it's worth keeping an eye on both of them. 
Paul has had 11 injuries to his hands and wrist over his career, and he's also had four surgeries, so I could see him being out closer to that six-week mark, especially if the Warriors continue to spiral. That's some injury news and updates across the league. Thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe and let me know your thoughts heading into Week 13 in the comments below.